welcome to the Your Confident Self podcast with Allegra Sinclair. Get ready to punch fear in the throat and gain confidence like never before. I help corporate women get the confidence to ask for the job they want and do the work they love. Isn't it time you got unstuck and showed the world how fabulous you are? Hey, this is Allegra. Welcome to, I had to think for a moment, episode 14 of our 30-day series on confident communication. And today, it's time to take control of the way you communicate. Communication is a powerful tool that can be used to create positive outcomes in your life and the lives of those around you. It's time to take control of the way you communicate by being mindful of your words, how you use them, and who you're speaking with. While you may not realize it, the way you communicate affects every area of your life, from your job and your career to your personal relationships, friendships. Communication is something you're constantly doing. So meet Daphne. Daphne had a friend who seemed to live a charmed life. This friend worked in the same field as Daphne, but the friend seemed to stumble into new opportunities every day while Daphne felt stuck. The same friend also had a marriage that was deeply fulfilling, close relationships with each of her children, and friends that supported her no matter what. Guess what? Daphne didn't feel like she had any of those things. One day, Daphne couldn't stand it anymore, and she asked her friend what her secret was. How had she accomplished so much in her work, and how had she managed to develop and sustain close relationships for decades? Her friend's answer surprised her because she told Daphne that she worked continuously on strengthening her communication skills. While you may not realize that the way you communicate affects every area of your life, from your job and your career to your relationships and friendships, you're constantly communicating. If you're not a skilled communicator, that is an awful lot of opportunities for things to go wrong for you. Many people aren't good at communicating. And that's because they're using bad communication skills without even realizing it. There are five basic communication approaches that we're going to look at today. And understanding them can be really helpful when it comes to improving your communication. We're going to look at aggressive communicators, passive communicators, passive aggressive communicators, manipulative communicators, and assertive communicators. A great way of looking at different styles of communication is through human behaviors. So here are four friends to help you get to know more about each of these styles. First up is our aggressive communicator. Maxine works as a hospital administrator. Despite working there for four years, she couldn't get a promotion and most of her coworkers seemed to avoid her. She was deeply unhappy, but she didn't know what the problem was. It took a mentor lovingly pointing out that Maxine was an aggressive communicator before she realized she needed to make some changes. Aggressive communicators often come across as explosive, belligerent, abrasive, even demanding. Sometimes, coworkers and friends label this person as a bully or a tyrant. These terms can be deeply hurtful and can make it even harder for an aggressive communicator to acknowledge the issue. Who wants to paint themselves with the bully or tyrant brush? Communicators who rely on aggression may invade other people's space, talk over them, and speak loudly, even shouting or yelling. While the aggressive communicator is definitely heard, they're rarely listened to. 
We talked in episode 94 about the difference between hearing and listening, and we definitely want listening versus just hearing. Aggressive communicators aren't listened to because the people around them lose respect for them and tune out, and that's not their goal. The passive communicator we're going to meet is Sinclair. Sinclair grew up with a mother who was an aggressive communicator. As a result, she hated conflict and became a passive communicator. She often just went with the flow and let others decide what would happen. She thought she was doing the best thing by leaning into this particular communication method because it seemed to work for her in childhood. But the problem came when Sinclair was planning a family vacation and realized every family member was getting to do what they wanted except her. Once she started paying attention, she got resentful and angry towards others for not meeting her needs. The thing is, passive communicators rely on others to guess what they want or need. Then when those around them fail to guess correctly, they become irritated and bitter. Sometimes coworkers or friends label this person as a martyr or a victim. Passive communicators can be frustrating to work with because they won't tell you directly what it is that they want. They might even say things like, oh, don't worry about me. I'll go along with whatever you want to do. You choose. I don't have a preference. That's not true. Deep down, they do have a preference, but they refuse to share it because they want everyone to get along, even though it might hurt them. While passive communicators might appear to be pleasant and easygoing, they are usually seething under the surface. Years of unfulfilled needs have left them angry and frustrated, and this often explodes at the most unfortunate times. Next up is our passive-aggressive communicator. Khadijah was put on a team at work, and she disliked the team leader Overton, who was an aggressive communicator that bullied everyone else. So Khadijah went along with Overton's suggestions during meetings and in front of everyone else. But when she was actually working on the project, she intentionally undermined Overton in several ways to embarrass him. By the time the project was over, the company considered it a disaster. So Overton was transferred to a different division. And while no one found out what Khadijah did, the failure of the project meant that she didn't get a promotion or a raise that year. Passive-aggressive communicators are different to deal with because you don't know what you're really dealing with. They'll say one thing, then do the exact opposite once they're alone. Often, passive-aggressive communicators feel like they have no real power in a situation, so their behavior is an attempt to punish the person they feel is in control for not seeing or hearing them. Sometimes they even do this to the detriment of their own careers and relationships, just like Khadijah. So like a passive communicator, a passive-aggressive communicator appears good-natured and agreeable on the surface, but they're usually working behind the scenes to unravel the goals and plans of those around them. Next is our manipulative communicator. Regine was the only girl born into her family. Her older brothers doted on her, and her parents spoiled her rotten. She quickly learned that when she wanted something, she only had to produce fake tears to get others to feel sorry for her. Unfortunately, her family, who loved her, reinforced this behavior without realizing it. 
So Regine grew into an adult that relied on manipulation in her job and relationships in order to achieve her goals. Now, while she got what she wanted, the truth is she wasn't well-liked. She didn't feel good about herself, and this hurt her long-term career success and happiness. Manipulative communicators are focused on getting what they want, regardless of the cost to anyone else. They often use sarcasm, fake tears, sulking, guilting others, and the silent treatment when communicating. Manipulative communicators sound similar to passive-aggressive communicators, but the biggest difference is that manipulative communicators are less likely to engage in self-destructive actions. They're just waiting for the right opportunity and time to make their move and get what they want. Our final style is the assertive communicator. Kyla had a friend who called and asked to take her out to coffee. Kyla had just finished a huge project and she felt a head cold coming on. She'd planned to take the evening off and read a book. She knew that this rest and relaxation would improve her immunity and reduce the severity of the cold if it caught her. At first, Kyla was tempted to agree to coffee out of guilt. Then she decided to take an assertive path and said, I have plans for some self-care this evening, but I can meet with you tomorrow afternoon. See, assertive communicators confidently own their needs. They set boundaries and they don't allow others to run over them. At the same time, they respect the boundaries of those around them and actively look for win-win scenarios in their relationships. So assertive communicators are excellent communicators who focus on the issue at hand rather than attacking the other person. They state what they want while staying open to the possibility that their needs may not be met, and that's okay. Which style of communication do you feel you use most often? Reviewing these five styles of communication can smack you in the face with some uncomfortable truths. I should have warned you that this was a big girl panties episode you may realize that you've been using a communication style that you really wish you weren't. And it isn't creating what you want in your relationships. That's okay. You can't fix something that you won't face. So today, realizing that you're using a style that you don't believe to be the most effective, you have an opportunity to fix it because you are taking a deeper look. Now, keep in mind that the purpose of learning your communication style isn't to beat yourself up for any perceived flaws or failures or set you on a run where you're going back and apologizing to all these people for things that you may have done in the past. The goal is to learn how to embrace a healthier and more confident communication style. So how do you become an assertive communicator? You simply decide to change and then you practice new skills. You may find it helpful to work with a trusted mentor, a really supportive friend, or a coach that can hold you accountable as you work on adopting more assertive communication styles. They can give you feedback and help you navigate the change because change is always easier when you're not trying to change alone. The most important thing is to be patient with yourself. If you're like most people, you've used the same communication style for decades, so it's easy to slip back into old habits. If you find that happening, give yourself a little grace and then focus on starting again. You can do this. With a little bit of practice, you'll be communicating with confidence and clarity in no time at all. Take control of the way you communicate today so that you can reap the benefits tomorrow. I wish you good luck on this journey because it is a lot of fun 
and know that it will, it will go. This isn't a journey that you will do once and you're done. This is something that we will continue to work on. As long as you communicate with people, you will work on your communication style. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with two friends and then join me tomorrow when we're going to be talking about specifically how you can communicate confidently. And we're breaking that down into five steps. I'm going to have a resource available that you can use to work along with the next five episodes so that you can take notes and really begin to apply the things that we're talking about. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next time.